Andrew Pitkin here on KNEM KNMO on an update program as we've got the Vernon County Sheriff in here. That's Jason Mosher. And Jason, thanks for your time. Yeah, thank you, Andrew. Yeah, no problem. So we'll get started. You've got some exciting news about a, a new deputy that you've been able to get through training. We do. Um, you know, this this day and age, it's, it's getting harder and harder to find people that want to be in law enforcement. So uh, we've been fortunate enough to be able to find people still. Um, one of our newest deputies we had recruited from Platte City. Um, he had come down here. Um, he, he liked the area. He kind of did a little bit of research, applied with us. Um, even though he'd been just graduate of a police academy, uh, we still have them go through a almost three-month-long um, training program um, here in our county with our agency. So he just graduated from that. He'll be released from training. He's now on his own. Um, his name is Deputy Nathan Meeker, so uh, we're happy to have him aboard. Absolutely. And so you mentioned that it's hard to find people. Are you still actively looking for new deputies at this time? We still have one position left that we are uh, trying to recruit for. Uh, you know, it's something that's uh, over the years has gotten a little bit harder, but especially recently, um, jail as well as patrol. Uh, there's not as many people. If you go to law enforcement academies, you know, around the country, uh, the people going to those academies is less and less. Um, in almost in any large city, if you look at their numbers, they're having more people leave than what they can recruit. So um, that is affecting us even in places like this. Not near as bad, um, you know, as some of the other states, but uh, we're still seeing that, too. Some things we don't talk about as well is just the, the staff that you have overall from the jail to your deputies. How do you feel about the, the team you have overall? We've got a really good team. Uh, you know, we, we try to be um, fairly picky about the people that we recruit. You know, if we're going to have people that work in this area that we're going to trust to go out and uh, respond to calls to save people's lives, to work for our citizens, we want to make sure we've got, um, you know, good people that have the right intentions and right motives. So uh, we've got a really good team of deputies out on the road right now that, um, you know, they really like finding those bad guys and getting them off the streets and trying to keep our community safe. And something that we've talked about a little bit is is the jail and COVID-19. Obviously, it's been a few months since we did talk. And so what do the protocols look like? I know the CDC has made multiple announcements kind of freeing things up. So what does it look like for the jail right now? So we're starting to go back to that normal stage. Um, up until recently, we were still having a complete mask, uh, you know, wearing inside of the jail for staff, for people that came in the jail, even the inmates. Um, at our medical advice from the jail, our medical staff, um, they've released that now so we can go back to uh you know not having everybody wear masks um, we're still doing some screening but not as as uh as complete and uh you know thorough as we were um, we were screening people before they even enter the building screening them again when they got into the booking room um, so now it's it's basically falling back to just the medical staff um, they're still doing some extra screening from what we used to um, and of course our our cleaning methods are still um, you know we've went from an every two hour sanitation to uh, twice per shift um, which is still you know used to be a, a one time a shift thing so um, we're still a little bit more than what we used to be but we're starting to open back up we're trying to get those uh, visitation groups and stuff going again in our jail it's important for you know those people to be able to come in and visit with inmates and hold um, you know the church services and different uh, groups that let, want to come in and have programs um, all that had been stopped with COVID so we're kind of getting back into that too with the warmer weather, have you all been able to get out into the community as well with the, the jail members, do some community service type things? I know that was something that, or maybe something like that, that you mentioned last time. Yeah, so that's actually something that starts next week. Uh, we'll be taking inmates out again um, periodically to clean up on the sides of roads, um, just different areas that we designate that we can uh, you know, do some good by having them pick up trash and stuff. Um, so that's definitely something that will come uh, with this warmer weather. Absolutely. And so we'll talk a little bit about body cameras. That's something that, you know, for yourself as sheriff that you really thought was important and what updates might be coming to those? 
Well, we started body cameras, you know, years ago. We were the first ones in this area to uh, to start a body camera procedure with our uh, law enforcement. Um, that's been very successful. You know, we like having that ability to show exactly what happened out there with the deputies. Um, the jail staff, you know, would like to move that into the jail. And over the last uh, couple of years, we've tried a few different body camera programs, but um, it's a little bit harder because they're their way of recording is different um you know they don't just get a call periodically like deputies do they know i turn this camera on when i get to the call i turn off when i leave because they're always in the jail Uh, so the struggle we face in the jail was that constant recording Um, it becomes really hard to store that much footage um, and keep cameras that you know don't go dead when you've got somebody recording constantly um, you know on an eight or 12 hour shift so um, we've looked at a new program. We're updating all of ours. Um, this is actually going to go to a cloud-based system. Um, it will help, too, because we don't re- have to rely on the jailer or the deputy uh, to take the time to sit down and try to download that camera. Uh, this is going to be a state-of-the-art system that will actually download automatically um, you know, through a Wi-Fi link in the building. So if a deputy pulls up uh, in the parking lot, his footage will start downloading immediately. Um, where supervisors, everyone have access to that as soon as it downloads. Um, and then along with this new contract that we're doing, we'll also be able to add cameras to our vehicles. So, Speaking with the Vernon County Sheriff, Jason Mosier, and you mentioned adding cameras to the vehicles. What was kind of the thought process behind making that a priority? You know, we've had really good success with the body cameras. We like being able to see exactly what happened. Uh, you don't have that, um, you know, variable of, well, the deputy put this in the report, but it, you know, somebody's asking something, you know, three weeks later that they can't quite remember because they didn't write every single thing that happens in a report. They just try to put the facts in there. Um, they can go back and watch the body camera footage, which is really helpful. Um, but when you're trying to figure out something or watch something that may have taken place in the vehicles, even with their body camera on, you're basically seeing the steering wheel and, you know, part of the windshield. You can't really see a good view of. Uh, you know, the suspect's vehicle or the citizen's vehicle or whatever it is that we're wanting to watch. So, um, you know, having that extra uh, footage will help. Um, These cameras are dual cameras, so they will also be recording inside the vehicle. If they arrest somebody, put them in the back seat, um, it'll be recording that as well. So um, it just helps for overall transparency and being able to document everything that we're doing. And also, I know you have some awards at the sheriff's office as well. And so what are some of those that can be given? So we've got several different you know awards that's uh, listed in our policy manual. Uh, you can get an award for courage. You can get an award, um, you know, for saving somebody's life. Um, you know, there's there's quite a, a long list of different levels of awards that you can get. Um, one of the highest and hardest to get is a lifesaver award, um, and we are pleased to be able to announce that we are issuing a lifesaver award to one of our detectives. Um, at our next staff meeting this month. So uh, Detective Brett Don had responded to a call of uh, somebody that was uh, making threats with a knife, uh, making suicidal statements. He responded, you know, attempted to talk them out of that. He had been CIT trained. Um, he tried to talk them down. Uh, he wasn't able to do that. He was trying to get, get the person to put the knife down. They wouldn't put it down. Um, eventually they said, uh, you know, this is it. I'm done. They pulled the knife in towards their chest, um, and he made the decision at the last minute to put his own life in danger, and he lunged at that person grabbing the knife um, and was able to get the knife away from him without anybody getting hurt um, and then was able to get that person to a hospital for help. So, um, you know, that that's something that we really like seeing. You know, it could have had a really different, uh, you know, outcome uh, that could have been worse, and instead it ended with, Um, somebody getting help and nobody getting hurt. So um, we'll be issuing that to Detective Brett Don later this month. 
How many deputies were with Detective Don at that time? Was he all alone? He was the first one on scene. Um, his supervisor was actually just pulling up when this went down. So, um, you know, that, that kind of helped because the supervisors can review stuff and submit somebody for an award if they think they deserve it. Um, the patrol lieutenant had just pulled up and, and right, right as he watched the detective lunge at this person, um, not knowing what's going on, of course, you know, he had jumped out and ran over to help, um, you know, and he kind of helped uh, get the knife away from him and stuff after they're on the ground but um he, he got to watch it firsthand and immediately notified us of what happened and you know after reviewing the report um getting the statements uh, we decided this was definitely um you know warranted a recognition from the sheriff's office well, very exciting. Is that an award ceremony that will be open to the public, or how does that work? Um, in the past, we had done some award ceremonies, um, and we will be looking at changing that again because of COVID and stuff. We had uh, switched back to issuing any type of medals or awards at our staff meetings each month. So uh, right now it was scheduled to be at a staff meeting. Um, you know, We'll be reviewing that to see if there's something that we want to change. Um, if not, it'll be issued at staff meeting, then we'll do a press release so we can kind of share that with the community. All right. Well, sounds great, Sheriff. Is there anything else you'd like to say as we wrap up? No, that's great to be here and look forward to next time. Absolutely. All right. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. That's the Sheriff of Vernon County, Jason Mosher, right here on your KDM KNMO Update Program. I'm Andrew Pitkin. Thanks for listening.